Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigaloff, where he can share ideas and thoughts with you. He gets to the heart of the issue so that you can find the truth. The views and opinions expressed are his and do not represent the U.S. Army, DOD, nor the U.S. government. Dr. Sigaloff was either off-duty or on approved leave, and Dr. Sigaloff was not in uniform at the time of recording. Now, to Dr. Sigaloff. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast. I want to thank all the listeners. I'm going to go through a list of where they are. We have them in Texas, California, Washington, Florida, Arizona, Alabama, North Carolina, New York, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Ohio, Georgia, Missouri, Michigan, Alaska, Indiana, Virginia, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Oregon, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Maryland, Iowa, Idaho, South Dakota, Maine, Louisiana, Hawaii, South Carolina, Kentucky, Connecticut, Kansas, Nevada, District of Columbia, Utah, Massachusetts, New Mexico, Vermont, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Nebraska, West Virginia, Mississippi, Arkansas, Delaware, Canada, we have Alberta, Ontario, Saskatchewan, British Columbia, in Germany, New Zealand, Australia, we have the Western Australia State, New South Wales, Queensland, we have United Kingdom, France, Russia, Norway, Poland, Japan, Ireland, Switzerland, Slovenia, Portugal, Panama, South Korea, Italy, Finland, Algeria, Denmark, Colombia, and the Bahamas. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and your family, and please continue to share it as we drive forward on this fight for freedom. On February 24th, 1836, with the garrison surrounded and the Texas Army at the Alamo outnumbered, one of the most famous letters in the American history was written by William Barrett Travis. It was addressed to the people of Texas and all Americans in the world. This letter was a passionate plea for the aid of the Alamo garrison. He ended this letter, victory or death, the only outcome this battle would have. Let's hear this letter. Doc, can you please read this letter to us? Commandancy of the Alamo, Bear, February 24th, 1836. To the people of Texas and all Americans in the world, fellow citizens and compatriots, I'm besieged by a thousand or more of the Mexicans under Santa Ana. I have sustained a continual bombardment and cannonade for 24 hours and have not lost a man. The enemy has demanded a surrender at discretion, otherwise the garrison are to be put to the sword if the fort is taken. I have answered the demand with a cannon shot, and our flag still waves proudly from the walls. I shall never surrender or retreat. Then I call on you in the name of liberty, of patriotism, and of everything dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch. The enemy is receiving reinforcements daily and will no doubt increase to three to 4,000 in four or five days. If this call is neglected, I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his honor and that of his country. Victory or death, William Barrett Travis, Lieutenant Colonel, commanding. Now back to After Hours. Have a good one. Doc out. Thank you very much for those words of encouragement and strength that we can draw on. Those words were first written 186 years ago, and tyranny has never let up since. However, our fight is not with guns and with swords today. For us, this is a legal fight. And this is also a fight not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities of darkness. That's right, this is a spiritual battle. So please... Dress appropriately and put on the full armor of God. It is unlawful for the military to force soldiers or any service member to receive any sort of investigation 
investigational new drug, and that is under 10 USC 1107. Please go look it up yourself so you know that I am not telling you anything incorrect. Now, what's interesting about 10.1107 is that basically you they can only give lawful orders to be, let's say, vaccinated if the vaccine is FDA approved. So let me just read a quick little article that I found this past week. This says, CDC confirms comirnaty not available in the USA, meaning no FDA-approved COVID vex is available to Americans. This article goes on to say that previously the Pfizer vaccine and all other COVID-19 vaccines were being used under the Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, and this is what we what was and this is what was granted to the Pfizer vaccine as it was originally manufactured and labeled. News reports included quote fact checks from USA Today. <laughs> Sorry, just fact checks from USA Today. Are you are you kidding me? Okay, claim that Comirnaty vaccine is simply the rebranded name of the original Pfizer BioNTech vaccine that originally received EUA. Well, that's great for these fact checkers, but they obviously know nothing about law because the FDA website actually says that they're legally indistinct and separate entities. But I'll continue reading. Sorry. Therefore, the news reports reports argue that the full FDA COVID-19 vaccine is available to Americans. Quote, the authorization changed, but the vaccine didn't, USA Today claims. However, that's not the case. The FDA on their own website notes the original Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine with the EUA and the community-branded vaccine are two legally distinct products. That's what I just said. That's right. This article's getting it right. The FDA specifically gave two different products legal status approval, despite acknowledging that they are fundamentally in- interchangeable for medical uses. Hmm, that's interesting. And so what that means is, if they're interchangeable for medical uses, that means it's, it's not a medical error if you get one and then you get the other in the series. Whereas it would be a medical error if you got Pfizer and then you got Moderna in the same series. The CDC notes that Pfizer does not plan to produce any product under the community label with EUA authorized product. The original vaccine is still available and is being made available for U.S. distribution. It's with the CDC confirming that no community products are available until all of the previous Pfizer vaccine shots have been distributed. This means that there is no FDA-authorized COVID-19 vaccines available for Americans. This could have severe legal ramifications regarding the vaccine mandates in certain states. How about any mandate anywhere? If we go from that point of point of view where there is no available community which is the only product that can be ordered to be taken if you're a soldier right you know if you're not a soldier no one can tell you to do jack remember that no one can tell you to do jack at least in the united states here but you know everywhere else in the world no one can tell you to do jack go tell them to pound sand tell them i'm not putting that in my body you got it I mean, if you don't want to, if you want to do it, go ahead. By all means, go ahead. You know, there's people that smoke still. We don't let children do it. We encourage pregnant women and breastfeeding women not to do it. But if you want to go ahead and do that, then, you know, that's on you. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting this thing put in my body. The Inside Secret Networks of Military COVID-19 Vaccine Refusers article put out 31 January 2022. This was by Military.com. If you haven't had a chance to read it, don't waste your time. 
it makes it sound like there's a bunch of subversive soldiers, airmen, and Marines that are trying not to be forced to be treated with a medical treatment. It makes it sound like there's some underground, there is not some underground secret network. They're insinuating that people will go into closed Facebook groups. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Do you really think anybody has a closed Facebook group and think there's any privacy with that? Come on. This is an absolutely ridiculous article. They try, the whole point of this article is to make vaccine refusers to look like the public threat, make it look like they're a threat inside the military. That's the whole point of this. They're not. They're people that want bodily autonomy. They're people that don't want to be forced to take something that they don't have to take that's not even legal. It's not FDA approved. That's an unlawful order to be given. There's not any sort of secret cabal that's pushing this. There are people like you and like me. And when I say like you and like me, I mean exactly like you and exactly like me who don't want to be forced to do something. If they were forcing saline shots into my arm and to your arm, I would be in the same position because it's my right to determine what goes in my body. There was another article done by Military Times called Insurrection Has Led to Dereliction of Duty. Surprisingly enough, this article is written by two retired military personnel. One was Major General Retired, and the other is Army Reserve Colonel Retired. Both served 35 years and 31 years, respectively. And it almost seems like when you read through this, let me quote a little bit from this article. It says, despite a clear lawful order to get vaccinated, tens of thousands of active duty, and it gives 9,500 Marines, 5,360 sailors, 8,000 airmen, and 9,700 soldiers and reserve National Guard service members have refused to be vaccinated, thereby disobeying a lawful order and being insubordinate. Insubordination in the military is an act of disobeying the lawful order of one superior and is punishable under Article 91 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So what that's saying is you don't have any personal rights. Once they take away the personal rights of the soldier, who's next? Do you think you're next? Right, because who's going to defend you? They already took away the rights of the soldier. Then they go into this false argument. Service members have a long history of multiple vaccinations before basic and initial training at advanced individual training or its equivalent, a ranger school, flight school. Throughout their careers, they also have a long history of obeying lawful orders. So it makes sense, right? We should tell them what to do when they do it. That's not how the military works, especially when you're an officer. When you're an officer, you don't actually have an oath to obey the laws of those above you. Many people have a misunderstanding as to what it means to be an officer in the United States military. Let me just tell you what the oath of a commissioned officer might be. I, state your name here, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. Does anything in there say, obey every order of the officers appointed over me? No, it doesn't. Because as an officer, they are given the opportunity and the expectation to use their mind to determine if it's a legal order or not. When people follow illegal orders, we get things like Melee and the Melee Massacre. 
That was a terrible tragedy. Just Fallen Order, Sarge. Yeah, that doesn't work. Just Fallen Orders was also tried as a defense in Nuremberg. It didn't work. This is the time for men and women to stand up and do what's right. Even if you want to receive this vaccine, it's not about that. It's about are you willing to hold someone down and watch them get vaccinated? Are you willing to hold someone down and get that? Are you willing to stick a needle in someone's arm when they get vaccinated? Because if you're not, then you need to make that decision right now. Now is the time. Now is the time to stand. Let me give you a modern interpretation of something that was once said by Martin Niemöller. First, they came for the socialists. Replace that with doctors. First, they came for the doctors. And I did not speak out because I was not a doctor. Then they came for the unvaccinated, but I did not speak out because I was not unvaccinated. Then they came for the vaccinated. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That is where we are going. If you can't see that, you need to open your eyes. I would bet that most people here have their eyes wide open and have seen the lies that are happening. So, you know, many of the military, the U.S. military, have been filing for various exemptions, whether it be religious exemption or it could be a medical exemption. Is an interesting article that I saw on Fox News. Let me just read the headline to you. Navy chaplain among sailors denied religious exemption to COVID-19 vaccine mandate is, quote, a kick to the gut. A chaplain couldn't get authorization for a religious exemption. This is not about religion. This is not about your will. This is not about what you want. This is about totalitarianism. This is about controlling your body. Often it's easier just to look past, you know, okay, well, they know everything about my bank account. Okay, well, they know everything about my medical history. Okay, well, now they know everything about, you know, everywhere I ever go. And they can hear me at all times because I, I carry a bug device with me everywhere. I mean, I carry a cell phone with me everywhere that tracks me and can listen. But now they don't even want you to have control over your own body. For if they can't guarantee that a chaplain will get a religious accommodation, then that's not what this is about. This is about totalitarianism. This is about total control. Because this is the only way we'll get them to listen, right? Because you have these bureaucrats pushing the doctors. And the doctors, they're scared for whatever foolish reason. Get a spine, doctors. If you're a doctor and you're not standing on the right side of history, get a spine. Yeah, it's going to be painful, but get a freaking spine right now. And the way we push doctors is we put complaints on their licensure at their state medical board. I currently have a complaint against my license at my state medical board for allegedly passing misinformation, which has now been proven true. And I never even said that this does cause blah, blah, blah. I said it could. I, I often said that we don't know what will happen in the future because there's no long-term data. But allegedly, that's, that's misinformation. You may have heard last week that there were three individuals, three military physicians that were whistleblowers. The lawyer that stated the names of those three whistleblowers also gave some statistics. You've probably also already heard about how the military seemed to make a mistake. 
for the past five years, you know, a week after these whistleblowers come out and have this striking, mind-blowing, unfathomable information about how much damage, not that this is the vaccines caused, but the correlation and how what else has changed. All these diagnoses have been stable over five years. And then on the sixth year, diagnoses that physicians thought would rise all rose. And then for the military to come out with a PolitiFact article saying, oh, yeah, we just we've been screwing this up for for five for six years now. Uh, It's no big deal. Uh, We'll just it's a little glitch. We're going to take the entire system down. We're going to correct all the numbers, all of the numbers we're going to correct. Do they truly think anyone is buying that garbage? Really? No one's buying it. The system was made to look for emerging threats against the military. So now let's go down this logic pathway. Let's say you're a scout and you're looking at the enemy and you radio back to your guys and say, now there's no enemy over in this area and you walk all of your people into a trap what would you call that scout? Maybe those are the same names that should be used now. Time will tell, and the truth will be set free. So Fauci has now said that sometime early in 2022, babies and toddlers could be eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Good Lord, people, wake up. Stop it already. Probably none of y'all are being dumb like that. But talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to them. Don't let their kids be injected with this. Can you imagine? Like, we have no idea what this can do in the long term. Not a clue. And to be skeptical last year, put people in my position where I have been ridiculed, been called crazy, been called, you know, all these things, said I was giving misinformation, actually being investigated for my licensure. And recently there have been three whistleblowers one of them has a name called Major Sigiloff. I wonder how many Sigiloffs there are in the world. I wonder how many Dr. D.O. Sigiloffs there are in the world. Anyhow, back to After Hours with Dr. Sigiloff. All the things that I had concerns about have been proven to be true. So much so, in fact, that the database was taken down about a week after that information came out and has all been altered to show that there is no change. So please, protect the children. Please do not get your children in this experiment. And if you know people that have children, encourage them to not get this. So this is from LifeSite. Pediatric cardiologist says vaccine mandates may kill children, lead to sudden cardiac death. So this is Dr. Kirk Milhod. He says, and we may have an increase in sudden cardiac death associated with myocarditis just in kids playing on the play field. Dr. Milhan, the pediatric cardiologist from Hawaii, slammed COVID jab requirements for kids in the state of California. I agree with him wholeheartedly. I don't think any child should even be allowed to get it, let alone be required to get it. It says also, there was an Israeli study reported an 81% hospitalization rate among the heart inflammation cases and nearly a 1% death rate. Oh, but doc, that's not that much. Yeah, it's a lot if it's your kid who didn't have that 1% risk of death or the 81% risk of hospitalization if they just didn't get this stupid, if they just didn't get this injection. It says here in the article, uh, the Dr. Milhon 
says it's very interesting to watch the discussion of what's going on in terms of strategy to say, well, yeah, we know myocarditis is a problem with the vaccine, but we think the vaccine is still better than getting COVID itself. Are you serious? Has any of, did these people even know how to read? Period. That's it. Just do they know how to read, let alone medical studies? Do they have eyes that can show them the children around them that get COVID that have almost no statistical risk of death from COVID? But, but we want to put them at significant risk to get this by forcing them, you know, for different schools in certain states. Don't let your children get this. Yes, I'm going against the, quote, guidance from the CDC and the guidance from the American Academy of Pediatricians and the guidance from ACIP. But do you know who all of these people get their guidance from? It's all from the same group. It's from the CDC and the ACIP. So why would you only listen to one source? Don't do it. Don't even just listen to just me. And I hope you're not because I'm putting these these podcasts out every, you know, 10 days or so. So you got a lot of time in between to do some research and for me to gather some more data to give you for next time. But no one should only look at one source. That's not how science works. The whole point of science is to question, not to live in fear, not to suppress anything. And since we're not to live in fear, let me tell you what fear does. Listen to this next story. This is this year because they reference protocols in this story from last year. Now, let me just have you listen. lead to the death of a resident of a care facility. The patient wasn't breathing and nurses at the facility called paramedics who allegedly said they couldn't help until the man was brought outside. Here's Jim Murray. A 56-year-old man is stricken with a heart attack, but paramedics refused to enter the acute care facility where he was taken ill. The reason? Fear of COVID. Police body cam video shows a take charge cop going into the facility in California while the paramedics remain outside. They are not going to come in. They're saying it's a state law that they can't come in. The paramedics allegedly insisted the 56-year-old patient be brought out to them. The police officer had to push the bed, which has no wheels, down the corridor while nurses continued performing CPR. Someone get up there to help her steer it. I can push it. Only when the man was brought outside did the fire department paramedics start treatment. The police officer's report on the incident says nurses were distraught and pleading for help. Fire personnel insisted on the patient being brought to them outside before they began life-saving efforts and made no effort to assist me, he wrote. Sadly, the 56-year-old man died. It happened at this acute care facility in the city of Rialto, about 50 miles from Los Angeles. There is no state law preventing paramedics from entering the nursing home, but there was an outdated memo circulated more than a year ago during the height of the pandemic advising paramedics to minimize their risk of exposure to COVID. What is your reaction to the fact that the paramedics wouldn't go inside the facility? I frankly was appalled. It's just horrific to think that your last moments to help you need it might not be there. Our officer, frankly, deserves a medal for going in and getting the patient out. They're not going to come in. The paramedics who were involved have been placed on leave pending. Isn't that insane? Can you imagine being a paramedic signing up knowing that you are des- you signed up to go do a job where you will be exposed to sickness and you'll be exposed to danger 
where it could be on the side of the road. It could be a car on fire and you have to go save someone. And here you're too afraid of a virus that has a 99.98% survival rate. What the hell is wrong with these people? Get it together. Where are the men? There was one man that was there. The cop, he pushed the bed with no wheels on it and pushed it all the way to the door while people were on top of the bed giving CPR to this, to this man. Anyone in the medical profession understands what they signed up for. And if they don't understand it, it's time to leave. It's time to, that you show yourself the door to the medical profession. If you're not willing to go out there and do what's necessary to save your fellow man, then you don't deserve to call yourself a healthcare worker. If you're an EMT, go ahead and hang it up. If you're a doctor and you're unwilling to treat people who don't have a vaccine, why don't you just go ahead and take down your shingle because your relevance is done. We're not here to help when we're not at danger. We're here to help all the time. I volunteered to go out into our COVID clinic back in March of 2020 when we knew nothing about this, when we thought this would be 1918 all over again. And now I'm on the front end of this thing again, except I'm at risk of losing my license for telling the truth and doing the right thing. And I don't tell you that so you feel sorry for me because I don't want you to. I want to be Ezekiel to you. Listen to the end of the last episode to understand what I'm talking about if you didn't hear it already. I'm here to show you that it can be done. And I am no hero by any means, right? I, am do I can't see myself doing anything else because I have to be able to look in the mirror I have to be able to look at myself. I have to be able to look at my kids and tell them, I did what I teach you. Because how can I teach them to stand up and do the right thing if I'm not doing it myself when I'm going to work every day and kneeling? So I teach them to stand. I teach them to be strong. I teach them to be patient and kind and loving. As I do the same. I recently came across an audio clip by Simon Sinek. And I think he, I think he captures this well. And let me play it for you. I heard a story of some Marines who were out in theater. And as is the Marine custom, the officer ate last. And he let his men eat first. And when they were done, there was no food left for him. And when they went back out in the field, his men brought him some of their food so that he may eat. Because that's what happens. We call them leaders because they go first. We call them leaders because they take the risk before anybody else does. We call them leaders because they will choose to sacrifice so that their people may be safe and protected and so his, their people may gain. And when we do, the natural response is that our people will sacrifice for us. They will give us their blood and sweat and tears to see that their leader's vision comes to life. And when we ask them, why would you do that? Why would you give your blood and sweat and tears for that person? They all say the same thing, because they would have done it for me. And isn't that the organization we would all like to work with? I agree. That's where we should be. That's exactly how the U.S. military is supposed to be. But it's not just that. It's also in your personal life, in your private life, in your life at work, if you're not in the military. Whatever country you're in, you do this, and you stand up, and you speak the truth in love, you don't have to protect the truth. The truth will protect itself. It's a lion and it will devour any lie out there. 
just release it. Let the truth come out. Let the truth come out of your mouth. When you hear lies being spoken, counter them with the truth. And part of that truth is speaking. Let's remember what's happened over the past two years. In some places, I'm seeing reports that all of a sudden they're dropping mandates. Just out of the clear blue. Which is amazing, and we should all celebrate. But don't be like the sheep celebrating in the street, throwing their mask aside, and waiting for the next disaster to happen to them. Remember what was done to you. Remember what was done to me, and our children, and our future generations. Let's never let this happen again. Let's hold those who knew better, who were responsible. Let's hold them accountable in the judicial system. Again, yes, celebrate. But once that moment is done, get up, gear up, and be ready for the next biggest legal fight of your life to hold these people accountable and responsible. Together, we all will make courage more contagious than fear.